Welcome to the podcast, Cannons on the Run, episode 20. Yeah, that was a little weird. I was really excited. We hit another round of 10. 10, 20, boom, what a big day. Two decades. A production of St. Norbert Abbey. I'm Frater Jordan. And I'm Frater Jonathan. Today, we're going to talk about living in community. Yeah, we do it all the time. All the time. We should be pros, but we're still learning. <laughs> well, we feel like we should be pros, but turns out this is a part of community life, is that you learn about it for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, it should be interesting. So I had an eye doctor appointment, and my eyes are dilated. Mm-hmm. So I have these sweet-looking shades over yeah, my glasses. Yeah, we really should have done a video for this one, a video blog, talking to the screen, because then you'd be seeing how cool Frater Jordan looks. He has a little shades that you insert behind your glasses, just hanging out. Yeah, but of course, with dilated eyes, it, I can't really read our, our screen <laughs> to know what we're talking about. So this should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Start making up stuff. Yeah. No, that doesn't that doesn't say, oh, whatever. <laughs> So a little update for you all before we get going into this episode. Um, So, I mean, we had this big event that happened at the Abbey recently. It was the blessing of our new abbot, Abbot Dane Rudecki. He's been the abbot since he was elected. Back to our episode, we talked to you all about Habemus Abatem, that we have a new abbot. So he's been abbot since then. But we have a specific day where there is a blessing for the abbot, and that's the big official liturgy to mark a time to celebrate in a mass, in a liturgy together, the beginning of his term as abbot. In which our bishop of the Diocese of Green Bay, Bishop David Rickin, was the celebrant. So we're recording this after it happened. It happened on July 2nd, and along with having Bishop Rickin there, we also had many confrères come from other communities around the world. So we had abbots from communities in the Netherlands, India. Then the abbot general came from Rome. So we got to see him after you know, we were recently in Rome. And then abbots from Dalesford Abbey in Philly, from Santa Maria de la Vida Abbey in Albuquerque, and from St. Michael's Abbey in California. And then we had confrères from some of those houses and other Norbertine houses, as well as many of the diocesan priests of the Green Bay Diocese were able to come and can celebrate as well. So I think... 80 clergy celebrating the Mass, and then somewhere between four and 500 people total that were at this event. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. Lots of people came to celebrate. Beautiful music, beautiful Mass. So it was a really exciting time. Yeah, and uh, a great celebration of community from an international level, but also the local level. When we look at our vow formula, we vow our life to the community of St. Norbert Abbey, I think there's something more to that vow of stability than just the bricks and mortar of St. Norbert Abbey, but more to the blood and flesh and relationality of us as members of St. Norbert Abbey and as Norbertines on a more international level. Yeah, I and mean, we'll both be making vows at the end of this summer. And so part of those vows is talking about the three vows that people commonly know, a vow of chastity, poverty, and obedience. And yet at the same time, Within our vow formula is this idea of stability, that we are linked specifically to St. Norbert Abbey. This is our home base, and that's where we profess. So even at this abbatial blessing, Abbot Dane, part of his promises that he's making, part of the blessing, all has to do with the community and life here at St. Norbert Abbey in De Pere, Wisconsin, specifically. Mm-hmm. So you having heard us talk about things like going to Rome for a little bit, I'm going to be going and studying in Mexico for a chunk of time here this summer. Um, 
Carter Jordan, you were off at the Holy Land for a few weeks. Those are all short trips that we make, and they're part of our ministry or part of our apostolic life or part of where we're learning, but we always come back and have this central area that we're coming back to, Mm -hmm. and we live in community that way. And at times, the church or our community even requires us to be away at moments, and it's, I think, important of how do we not lose sight of the vow of stability or the vows that we make to St. Norbert Abbey. Again, not bricks and mortar, but the life and blood of a relational community. And I know in just reflecting uh, recently this week, part of a series from our vocations team is why I chose Norbertine Life. And there was a wonderful write-up by Brother Steve Harrell who spent some time in Washington, D.C., working for Catholic Charities. So he was there for a while, but in that article, he mentioned a confrere. Father Seamus was out there with a group from St. Norbert College looking at the different art galleries in D.C. And when Father Seamus was out there, he connected with Brother Steve and just to check and see how he was doing, to build a relationship and to let him know that hey, we're still thinking about you, even though you're a physical distance away. And I guess where I go with that, that's kind of a two-way street as well. Uh, So one of the blessings of the abatial blessing is connecting with Norbertine confers from around the country, around the world. And one of the odd components of my life here at St. Norbert Abbey, being a member of the community of St. Norbert Abbey, I actually spent my first part of my first year novitiate about eight months at our daughter Abbey, Dalesford Abbey. And so I built a lot of relationships there. And one of our confers, Father Ted, he does not mince words. <laughs> like he's very direct and ask in asking his questions. And he just said, Jordan, did you forget about us? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean, Father Ted? He's like, well, you never write or call or, you know, we don't know what you're up to anymore. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I have gotten pretty bad at staying in touch because, of course, life takes over. And I'm immersed and involved so much in the community here at St. Norbert Abbey or the House of Studies or in the parish that while I can keep people in my mind and in my heart, my actions don't always reflect that, that, hey, I'm thinking of you and really love you guys. And, you know, I desire a relationship with you it doesn't come across that way because my actions don't match my inner disposition. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think whether like Father Seamus visiting Brother Steve, I mean, that's an active component that we're not only holding Brother Steve in prayer when he was away, but one of our confers actually went out to meet him. Mm -hmm. He took action. It's an easy thing to fall into, I feel, exactly what you just said. You're thinking about a person all the time, but they don't know that. (laughs) So we have to remember that you have to do... You have to do something along with it. If you're thinking about them all the time, or maybe if they keep coming to mind over and over again, just let them know that, hey, I've thought about you a lot lately. And it's amazing how a small gesture goes a really long way. When you just send a quick text, even in today's day and age, it's so easy to just take 10 seconds because you thought of them like, oh, I'll just send a text to say, hey, hope you're doing well thinking about you today. They might be like, wait, what? Why, why, why are you thinking of me today? Like, no, yeah. you, just, you came to mind. And you know, it reminds people what you're talking about, what Father Ted, you know, there's some clarity he brings with that intentionality or that directness with which he speaks. Hey, did you forget about us? I can, <laughs> I can just imagine how he, how he said that um, lovingly and direct. 
and it it just helps remind any person in that moment like oh you know it's it's not to make you feel bad but it's like oh yeah sure i could try and, and do something to reach out to stay there and i think that's that's the tension so we joked at the beginning of this episode about how um you know, we live community all the time. So, like, you'd think we'd kind of have it figured out by this point. Like, you know, I do it every day. So, yeah, I know how to live in community. <laughs> but clearly that's not the case. And that's, you know, how presumptuous that would be if any of us actually ever felt that way. Like, yeah, I got community life figured out. Um, I think that's the beauty of how we feel called in this religious order specifically is that it's we're called to learn, to constantly learn and grow into living in community with one another. Humans are complex, and so we're all changing. And so that means that our relationships with one another are changing as well. Our relationships change when, for instance, someone is elected abbot, someone takes a different position within the house, the community that we live in. You mentioned briefly, if we have a confer who goes off for studies, and they're going to go off to a different school for a few years to do those studies before they come back, relationships are constantly shifting. And part of how we're called in our order and our way of life is to constantly live out community and figure out what that means. And so this question that you and I kept coming back to as we reflect on even just this past semester, really, for both of us with our own travels, Rome, Holy Land, I'm going to Mexico. You had one recently as well, a year ago in the summer when you were off in the Twin Cities at the beginning of this podcast, when yeah. we started doing this thing. We were trying to figure out how to stay in touch long distance while you're in the Twin Cities. And we're trying to figure out, as Norbertines, as a community, how do we stay connected in community when the physical proximity to one another is changing. Sometimes we're in regular prayer life together because we're in the same house under the same roof, brick and mortar, like you're saying, living together. And sometimes we're not. We're not bodily in the same place at all for a long period of time. Naturally, the relationship's going to change, but how do we become aware of it? I love what you just talked about. You know, am I, do I remember to take the moment to send a quick note to someone, let them know, hey, I'm thinking about you versus just thinking and praying so they feel close in your heart, but have I let them know that as well? It's not easy. No. Just like anyone else out there. It's surprising in our culture in the U.S. how busy we get with whatever it is we need to do. Mm -hmm. And so amidst this busyness, like we talked about a couple of episodes ago, um, we talked about being intentional in your busyness so you're not busy for no reason. I think we also have to remember amidst that busyness, we need to be intentional about how we're staying in touch with people. And the smallest gesture goes such a long way. Yeah, it's a little grace-filled moment to receive a text and being like, wow, I haven't heard from this person in forever. Mm -hmm. And usually, like, our culture also goes, well, what do they want, <laughs> right? Sure. Like, I haven't heard from them in forever. Now they must want something rather mm -hmm. than, hey, just thinking of you and want to know that you're valued mm -hmm. and you're good. So you, you know, it's funny. So you're being so wonderfully vulnerable talking in this episode about um, – trying to stay in touch, you know, or maybe haven't been in touch with the guys at Dalesford for a while. Our confer is out at Dalesford. But when Ann and I were out studying at Dalesford a year ago in January, um, you wrote a letter to us out of the blue. So we get a letter in the mail there. We're both in, in Dalesford Abbey for a month. So we assume we're not going to get any mail from them, you know, maybe an email, a call, something from people occasionally. So we're both heading down to Rec and suddenly someone says, you know, hey, some mail arrived for both of you. And we're like, wait, what? Oh, cool. Okay. We open it up. It's a letter from you yeah. just saying, hey, I think you both, I, I think I'm so glad that, you know, you're discerning and I hope and pray for you that you're doing well. And it was really meaningful just taking the time to write a little letter quick. So you do do that very well. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, it was. It was a very meaningful but it's thing. But it's a... But it is a struggle, though, too, right? I, I mean, mm -hmm. because I do get so caught up in what I'm doing. And so in reflecting upon these distant relationships, I also wonder in a God at times that seems so distant to us or that we can't grasp in our understanding of space and time, it's how, how is our relationship 
with God in that sense, right? Because it's like, do I take time to pray in those moments that I feel distant from God? Like mm-hmm. I, in those moments that I feel distant from other people, do I take time to let them know I'm thinking of them? Right. Yeah, that's a really good parallel. Do we do the same thing with God in our lives? Like, oops, hey, God, sorry, haven't reached out in a long time. It's It's been a while. Sorry. And to realize that reaching out is what you need to do to reestablish and, and rebuild that connection to maintain it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, a a few ways that we've seen recently, one of which you did when you were at the Holy Land, one way that we do try to stay connected as a community, modern technology makes that a possibility. So we have some confreres when they're off studying who send an update once every week or a few weeks, sometimes once a month if they're gone for a chunk of time. But just a few pictures and some words saying, here's what I've been up to. And as any of you know who have family in distant areas, it's really great to be able to use technology as a way to stay in touch with one another and just getting a picture and a little bit of an update goes a long way. We did that when we were in Rome. Some of you, our listeners, may have seen the videos that we posted from when we were in Rome, and that just helps give you a visual of what we're doing so you can see and envision what we're doing. And then while you were in the Holy Land, you sent us some emails as well, just a few. You were gone for three weeks, but just getting those few emails you know, otherwise it's just I'm thinking of Frater Jordan off in some distant land and you know, I'll hear about it when he gets back. Technology allows us to have at least a small short update from now and then. Here's where you've been, the weather, you know, you can describe some things to us. And that was really cool just to get that brief update. So that's something that we try to do as a community to stay in touch. Yeah. It's been interesting for me just recently. I was reflecting again on when I was teaching and I had a moment when I was teaching where one summer – uh, sometime kind of midway through my time teaching, I went off and went on a, a trip and I came back and one of my principals gave me a hard time and, and she joked and she said, oh man, we didn't think you were going to come back. And I laughed and I said, what? And she said, well, you just, you know, we knew that you would have a great time out there um, as a musician in a big city. There's just lots of opportunities to be involved with music, that kind of a thing. And so the whole thing was a joke. It wasn't a sincere concern. And that joke and that conversation really helped me learn more about myself because right away my instinct and I told her in that moment I said was you know I really love visiting big cities I love getting to go somewhere like New York City I've been blessed to go and visit there in the past and so I could go and see some musicals and be a part of a lot of energy and these these professional performances that are just incredible to see Um, but I enjoy it because I told her I had a place to come back to I loved where I lived I loved where I taught and so it made going out fun as a place to visit, as a way to grow. But then I loved knowing that I had somewhere to come back to, that I had a deep meaning, that I had a deep connection, and I had a sense of belonging. In that school community, I really had a deep sense of belonging there with the families and the people I worked with and who I taught mm-hmm. and living there. So that was unintentionally um, an accidental way of learning about how I feel wired and why joining the Norbertines made sense. Because as the Norbertines, we take, as we said, this vow of stability also with our three vows that we are going to stay with this community and stay here. For me, it makes a lot of sense. And I love that feeling of groundedness, of knowing that even if I am sent somewhere for a few years to work, to study, to learn, whatever, that I have St. Norbert Abbey to come back to, a community of men that I live with. We have a shared prayer life, a way of interacting, and then growing together as a community, that's at the heart of it. That is the heart of our prayer life, what we say every time on our prayer in our podcasts, growing together in one heart and one mind on the way to God. That makes these travels fun because I know I have somewhere to come back to. Right. And what I heard you say, I think, is a geographical location is part of it, but it's it sounded more like the relationship, like teaching at 
Iola Scandinavia, it was less about the school and more about the people at the school or the community that you belong to. I mm-hmm. think it's the same for St. Norbert Abbey or even my parents. Like They made a hints at moving, but it was also like, it's like, well, we, we love the people that we're with in our small little town of Phillips. Like, mm. We have these relationships. And that's one of the beautiful and neat things, especially about Norbertines, that you'll come to realize in De, in De Pere is, especially in older generation, when they see us inhabit, they like to share stories about Norbertines that they knew. And so the stability allows relationships to nurture in a community because you become, the Norbertines have become so much a part of the wider community of Green Bay, De Pere, the diocese and the parishes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that home isn't necessarily about St. Norbert Abbey, bricks and mortar again, but about the relationships with Norbertines. Yeah, I, I think you summed it up really well, that the relationships with one another is what builds that community, that mm-hmm. we're growing in our faith journeys together with one another. We're here together as a community because of our love of Christ and how we feel called in our vocation to serve the surrounding community around us, but also how we feel called to live and grow with one another in our faith journey. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn more about the podcast, go to www.norbertines.org, click on the podcast tab, and if you want to contact us about anything you heard, questions, ideas, or anything else, click on contact the podcast team. You can submit some stuff to us that way. You can also find us on iTunes, write a review, rate us, let us know how we're doing. And make sure to subscribe. Subscribe. A couple of things we want to let you know. First of all, since I will be traveling and studying in Mexico for the next few weeks, we have a few episodes coming up where we are interviewing a few of our confreres, and we recorded those ahead of time so you get to hear from and get to know some of our confreres at St. Norbert Abbey here and what they're up to as well, which we're looking forward to sharing those with you. Also, if you're curious about the abatial blessing and want to know what that looked like, what was going on, we had a live stream of it that was happening during the event, and I believe that recording is still posted. So if you go to our website right now, it's the main first link on the big banner. There's a picture about the abatial blessing. You click on that and it'll take you to a video and you can watch and see part of what that blessing looked like. Watch it on YouTube. Yeah, so that's out there for you as well. And as summer continues on for all of us, hopefully those people, relationships that you fostered, whether in school or family, hopefully your prayer will call you to action and uh, let them know that they're important to you. I know I'm preaching preaching to myself on this one here. So, uh, so yeah, community is more about than just a geographical location, but it's about those personal, intimate relationships with one another. Mm-hmm. Take some time in your community to let those people know that they matter to you. And don't feel bad about not having reached out for a long time. Just reach out and tell them that you're thankful that you're in a community together. We're hungry for relationship. Mm-hmm. We are. Well, as we continue on this journey towards God, together in one mind and heart, we ask Holy Father St. Norbert, pray pray for for us. us.